American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purvis, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Coach Q. What up, Q? What's going on? We here. Yep. The AFF podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. The American Football in Finland podcast is now available on more than 30 different platforms. We made it. We out here. There's no reason you can't listen or even watch us, okay? So wherever you go to listen or watch, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. Hater. So it's first down when we get a chance to start fresh and discuss whatever is on our minds. Coach Q, what you got going, man? Uh, not much, man. Um, you know, it's Mother's Day in the States. Uh, so spending time and showing love to to the mother of my child and my mom. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's about it, man. Spending money, man. Spending money <laughs> weekend, man. Spending money. Uh, yeah, it's Mother's Day and for me. Uh, yeah, we're recording on Sunday. So Mother's Day for me is me sitting at the house by myself. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Ain't nobody good here day. where I'm at. Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My my wife is uh, probably winning a basketball championship right now. So, you know, we got to take care of business on these holidays. And my daughter is hanging out with her grandparents because they're nice enough to give me a Sunday off after taking her to Helsinki. Oh, yeah, that's what I want to say. Uh, shout out to the Helsinki Roosters. You know, your boy got that snap back I was talking about last Ooh. week. Much appreciated. <laughs> Uh, and he's had is real cool too. And I mean, you can't see it because if you're listening, but on the inside of the hat, it has hashtag Roosters Family embroidered. Like, uh, you can't see on this camera, but you know where like the seams are, it's embroidered on there. Hashtag Roosters Family. So that's real dope. And if yeah. anybody in you know the Helsinki area wants to support them, I say you go get you a, a Roosters hat, man. They're they're doing really good things out there, and um. The game I went to on Saturday, first Maple League game of the season for me, you know, I was, you know, live in, in effect and great atmosphere. The Roosters always do it right, always fun. The Burger Bros were down there with them expensive-ass burgers, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think I spent 20 bucks, and that was just – all I got was a burger and fries, not even with a drink, no drink, just burger and fries, and it was 20 euros. A little pricey, but I mean, it was good, so that's great. But it's just part of the atmosphere, like it was like football atmosphere. You can't go to a football game and not spend too much money on food. That's what it was. Let's get into our players of the week. I think they've already been announced on the Instagram channels, but uh, here you know, we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. Uh, first up is the offensive player of the week. Tom Suosti running back from the Wassa Royals. I just want to say, my boy Tom, <laughs> as he always does, underrated, underappreciated, not talked about, one of the best in the game. And he put up 160 yards, like quietly, with what, 26 attempts, average six yards a carry. And if you watch the game, he was – Every time Tom Swartz got the ball, he made it happen. Like, he made a play. Mm -hmm. 
was really effective for the Royals. I, I'm still a little bit surprised and confused on how they didn't score more with him having the ball. But again, that would go more into what their play calling and what the rest of the team did. But Tom Suosti, keep your eyes out for this dude all season. He's one of those guys that he just goes in, does the work, not very easy to tackle, very fast, elusive, but also tough. So he can get them tough two, three yards if you need them. But also, if you think that you can tackle him, he'll get you for 30. He'll hit you for 20, 25. Now, he's he's not going to hit you for 80. He don't have that kind of, you know, speed. <laughs> but as a running back, he'll he be moving. And I just love watching him. And uh, this week, it was good that, you know, that's kind of how you set the tone for the Maple League was it's a running backs league. I don't care what anybody says. It is a running backs league, and Tom Swosty is leading all. I think he's leading all running backs. Not sure if he had more yards than uh, Reason over, but anyways, he was offensive player of the week for us this week. Anything you want to say about Tom? Are you good? No, no, you 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 said it all, man. Tom is is for years have been doing the same thing. He's he's a durable, uh, consistent, available running back for the Royals, and um. You can't you can't hate on on nothing he does. He he comes to work every day, ready to work. He yeah. he gives them a chance on offense. Um, and one thing you can't say you can't say it's the running game. Yeah, you know when it comes to him, you know what I mean. So, um, shout out to him. I think he definitely. Uh, I mean it's some it's some reason that we could 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 go right there with him as far as as MVP of the week. But but uh, Swosty showed up like he he really showed up. Um, he the Crocs didn't know what to do with him at all. They tried tackling, and like you said, he breaks tackles. He does it all, and um, he had a, he had a great start to the season. Yeah, I also forgot to mention that a lot of what he did was him, not necessarily mm-hmm. you know the offensive scheme or run play because their offensive line were, was getting beat by the Crocs most of the game. So just throw that out there. Uh, for defensive player, we had Achilles Leroy. I think you pronounce it Leroy, or maybe it's Leroy. I'm not sure. But uh, linebacker for Corpio Steelers, he had eight tackles, two tackles for loss, an interception. Q, you want to talk about why we, we picked him this week? Yeah, you know what? Watching him, um, he reminded me a lot of myself, man. Very, <laughs> very – like, and he, he was just very, very active. Yeah. He was definitely a run stopper. Um, he, I, I watched a, a lot of plays where the center uh, could not get a hand on him, couldn't get a – couldn't couldn't touch him because he was reading so fast and he was reacting so fast. He's he's just a nice active linebacker. He fits well with, with the Corpio defense. Um, you know, he's an energetic guy. He's he's hype. He's dancing. Um, that's what you want from a leader on your defense. You want somebody that not only can talk but also back it up. And I think that's exactly what Achilles did this game. He he showed the league that, you know what, uh we might not be as strong as the other rosters that Corpio's had, but we we do have a roster and we do have a good defense. And I think they showed their front seven really, 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 really showed up yesterday. Um, definitely, a, I won't say super surprised me, but um, he had a big part to do with that when he got that type of presence in there. Um, he makes a lot of stuff happen, and that's what you want from your linebacker. Yeah, I'm just going to throw in there. He's a really good tackler. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean, like, if you watch a lot of plays he make, a lot of times guys get, you know, credit for assisted tackles or they barely get an ankle or something and they're out of position and they make a play and it's all effort. A lot of times when, he, when Achilles is making tackles, 
he's hitting you square on because he yeah. gets to the right spot at the right time so that you can't avoid him. So you can't make him miss you. Like he had a lot of really good solid tackles. And even when he got that interception, the the receiver was open for like a millisecond and he closed the yeah. window so fast that that's why mm-hmm. he got through a pick. Because I was I'm mm-hmm. watching the play from the sideline and I'm thinking, throw it. But then the quarterback waited like half a second. Well, he looked, he he looked, he didn't look at he didn't look at Mouth. Yeah. Was thing. He didn't he he was supposed to look at Mouth because I don't think I don't think Achilles drops that deep or that, that flat. If yeah, he, if he's, he's not looking at him, mm-hmm. he was looking straight at him. So he was like, "Well, all right, then, you know, yeah, like go this way." And then he just threw it. I'm like, "Okay," but it was a, it definitely was a great read on Achilles' part, though. Yeah, for sure, definitely, and that's why you he got to hold on to the ball. <laughs> yeah, he got to hold ball. up to the ball, though. You can't fumble <laughs> it after you get the IT. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> but that's why Achilles was defensive player of the week. He did a really good job. So in case you missed it, let's talk about some of the key performances from this week. Um, one guy that I want to talk about, Santu Bekamaki, wide receiver from yeah. Hills. My boy, my boy mm. came out. He showed out week one. Three receptions, 129 yards, one touchdown. Really, I mean, early in the game, he wasn't, you know, too much into the game plan. I mean, I don't want to say too much game plan. We know what it was, quarterback situation. But once the Roosters started stretching that defense vertically and they had more receivers going deep, you saw the holes in their coverage, how some of their defensive backs, some of their linebackers couldn't stay in certain zones long enough to pass it off to the next guy. There was holes. And what Santu did was he found the seams. He found the seams, beat his man, got open fast, and then closed the deal with catches that some of the other receivers from the Roosters couldn't. So he really stood out, and I think it's one of those performances that are kind of a a telltale sign. I've been saying for the last, like, two or three years that he's going to be the breakout receiver for them, Mm -hmm. and this might actually be the year. Um, With the quarterback they have, he's going to have to get the ball, you know, more into holes and into zones that he can beat. And Santu's that guy that can find those holes. I think mm-hmm. on this re- on this receiving core, he would be your third option, which is not not high on the on the pecking order, but it's usually that guy that gets wide open because you're focusing too much on one and two, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think he he'll benefit from that and he'll show how good he can be because if you give an opportunity, he actually does something with it, and he did that this week in week one. Uh, next guy I got is DeMarco Artis, the defensive lineman from the Wassel Royals. I think he was number 33, but I think he changed jerseys in the middle of the game, and then he was number 88. Uh, in my mind, I saw number 88 all the time, but who could really <laughs> tell with the jerseys they were wearing? He could have been number 75 for all I know. Nobody knows. Yeah, they're shiny. Shiny, though. Shiny and mighty. <laughs> I don't know if anybody watches Gabby's Dollhouse. But uh, DeMarco had four tackles and two sacks. But more than anything, this dude was everywhere. Like, yeah. that's why I say I don't know if he was number 33 first and then 88. or Because the statistics, there's no number 88. But I remember number 88 being in the face of the quarterback, stopping run plays, forcing the crocodiles to go the other way. Like, this number 88 was everywhere, and he was unblockable the entire game. I don't think anyone ever actually blocked him unless he took a playoff. 
But anytime he wanted to get past the defense, an offensive blocker, he got past him. And then after that, you just had to hope that the ball was going somewhere else. So uh, shout out to DeMarco Arnton's number 88 or 33, whichever jersey number. Next guy, in case you missed it, Seth Rowland, running back for UNC Crusaders. A whole offseason has gone by, and I feel like I forgot how good he was in the offseason. Because <laughs> when he came out there, it just starts – what what I remember distinctly is watching him run, and he's a short a short running back. He's got to be like five six, five seven, something like that. But he covers so much ground so fast, and he doesn't have like a long stride, so it's repetition. His legs are moving that fast, and it's just it's really hard to gauge where he's gonna go on a play because he just goes in and out so quickly, so with so much speed. And you don't even notice it because he's such a small guy. Um, he had 150 all-purpose yards. He led the team in both rushing and receiving because he was able to get yards after the catch on short screens and swing passes all game for them. Um, and I think he was shorted by yards. Honestly, the way that he was running, you can see that he didn't want to like cut too much because that velo will take that kneecap from you. And he was still mm-hmm. able to like get a lot of yards. And sometimes it looks like, oh, he wants to cut, but he's not going to take that chance. So I'm excited to see what he does as a running back when he's playing somewhere else outside the Velo. I think he's going to average 150 all-purpose yards every game this season, especially if UNC wants a chance to make the playoffs. He has to get the ball. He has to be involved uh, because his O-line was not very good at all, but you couldn't even tell. That was something we knew going into this game, though, was that their O-line wasn't going to be able to help them, but – if you have him and those other guys in receiver, you saw what happened. So last uh, performance we want to talk about, and again, this is called In Case You Missed It, and we talk about key player performances, which means important. It doesn't necessarily have to be good. And this is probably mm-hmm. the first time that we'll have a negative key player performance on this show, but we're going to talk about, is it, I want to make sure I say his name right, Demetrius Sinodinos Sinodinos mm. quarterback for the Helsinki Roosters. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to talk about it, man. He had in the first Ooh. quarter, this guy had three interceptions and lost a fumble. Mm. And I mean, just that alone, they should have lost the game. Like, yeah, coming back, you, you got to lose. <laughs> the good thing, the I won't say the good thing. But if you want to look at a good aspect of it, it happened in the quarter day in which you wanted to happen the first yeah. quarter. <laughs> so you got time to make up for it. But like you said, it was it was the worst beginning of a of a of a season, I think, for any quarterback that I've ever seen play in 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 Finland. Yeah. Um, especially for the Roosters, because the Roosters aren't stacked with a whole bunch of veteran players still. So it's different when you have a quarterback that that has those type of, you know, uh, negative plays, and then you got these veteran guys on defense that can hold it down or get the ball back and stuff like that. See, when you got younger players on your team and things like that happen, it's easily it's easy for them to get down. Um, they don't see the leader in you, yeah. Uh, sometimes, and that's what you want to do your first game. You want to show the organization, you want to show the team that hey. Not just in practice, because you know in practice you can kind of be like, oh man, our quarterback really good. 
he all he looked he looked great in this and the seven on seven and all that stuff. But then when you get into the game, you're like, wow! Like some of the passes, some of the interceptions, I'm just like, I have no idea why he drew that or why what like what he was thinking. But you know, like any game, stuff happens, and when it happens, it, it, sometimes it happens in groves. And I think that's what happened to him. Um, he definitely has to play better. Um, obviously, when they watch film, they'll see a lot of mistakes. Um, he wasn't able to get the ball um, to his playmakers early. Um, and I think that played a part in it. Um, but he definitely has to play better. Uh, Got to get the ball to your playmakers. That's that's more than anything. And he has a lot of them on that offense. And uh, But when you're stalling out drives, you're throwing a red zone interception, um, it, that kills drives. And, like, that's the last thing you want to do against a team like Corpio Steelers because they're going to make you pay eventually. Um, for that and anytime you got a chance to get up on them that's what you got to do you got to make sure you get points in the red zone you got to make sure you finish the drives you cannot give Lee, Lee Anthony reason over the ball um, on a 30-yard line let's <laughs> talk about line. let's talk about that right now even before we move on just that that whole red zone mentality thing like I'm sorry I, I really don't want to be hard on this guy off of just one game but it was that bad that we have to address this we saw him first of all I think he's an excellent runner yeah but he yeah, doesn't he want more yeah but he doesn't want to be a runner you can tell by the way he plays he doesn't want to be a runner but what is more evident than anything is I don't like you said I don't think he wants to be the leader because yeah. you saw in that same drive, that first drive where he threw an interception on like the two yard line in the red zone, the play before he was the guy with the ball and he runs out of bounds at the yeah. two yard line. And he's not that showed me a lot. That yeah. showed me a lot right there. I was like, did he really just run out of bounds? And not, and you're and not right one of there? those, not one of those, okay, he ran out of bounds because he was about to get hit. He he didn't get pushed out of bounds at the two. He, yeah, he out. ran out of bounds. Like yeah. he could have, he you're if you're close to six feet tall from a two yard line, all you have to do is put your foot in the ground and you fall into put the your end shoulder zone. down. Yeah, shoulder put down. Your shoulder down. Like you got to get that touchdown. You and, have and to, it, and it cost him because literally he he trusts his arm more than his legs, and that ended up being an interception two play yeah. one or two plays later, and that just kind of it's a tell of a tape like. I know it's early. It's way too early to, you know, say, okay, we need to change quarterback. But that play right there kind of tells me what type of player he is. Yeah. Again, it's I'm a trying mentality. To, it's, yeah. a man, it's a mentality because, I mean, just, just as a football player, it doesn't matter where you're from, um, you want to score. And you're going to have to tackle me uh, at that point. It wasn't like it was a first, he got a first down and he was trying to get extra yards. Like, this is a you, this is a touchdown. Like, like you just did all of that running just to run out of bounds, and you didn't have to. You could have stuck your shoulder down. Make him tackle you. Like, don't just don't just run out of bounds because you think, okay, we're gonna run another play, and now you end up throwing an interception. For one, anybody know when I was coaching with the Roosters, my biggest pet peeve, and it's something me and Brandon used to like bump heads about, and it was because I hate throwing the ball on a two yard line. In the, only it, anything from the five up, I hate throwing the ball because, like I always say, I, it's three things can happen when you pass the ball. One is an interception, the other is a, is a, is a pass breakup, and or a touchdown out of the three. So two out of the three is bad. So it's not good odds. Yeah, it ain't good odds right there. So I, I think that play right there showed a lot. Um, 
I don't know if they really noticed it, but we did. And I was like, yeah, that's 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 crucial. It's gonna be a trickle down effect because that that play was a it's a mentality attitude play. Like it doesn't matter what he does from that point on, you're gonna everyone, I mean, everyone on this show is gonna remember that he's the type of guy that in that situation he would rather fight another day than win it right now. Yeah. And that just is kind of uh what is it? It's it contradicts American football. <laughs> like the whole concept of the game is, you know, put it all on the line, leave it on the field. And his his mentality is okay, I have another chance later. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Calling all you skills players, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties. If you were born between 2009 and 2003, this midsummer is your opportunity to shine. We'll be hosting our annual AFF Nordic Challenge 7 vs. 7 tournament in Helsinki on June 21st. Top performers will be selected to join the AFF Team Revo 7v7 travel team that will be competing internationally in the autumn season. Team Revo will also play for the European Championship in the spring of 2024. Due to field availability, registration will close once we meet the maximum number of participants. So head over to our website and sign up today. Registration can be completed at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash Nordic dash challenge. Okay, so we got win or loss. We know the results of the games, but let's get into which team won or which team lost their game. Kind of lead it off with win or loss and then go into each game. First game, Crocodiles had 35 points. The Royals had 14. Q, who won, who lost? Crocodiles won this game. Uh, hands down, the better the better team. They look like a, a better team. They look like the better team. They didn't look like a great team. Obviously, first game, Jitters goes with them, too. Um, but I just don't think the Royals had enough to uh, to deal with the the Crocs offense. Uh, also, the Crocs D line. I mean, they they they're not bad. <laughs> like they're not bad at all. Uh, and those guys, the the linebacker crew, um, they've been playing together for a few years now. They look pretty pretty steady in there too. So a lot of times, um, the Croc the Crocs front seven um, made it pretty easy. Um, for their offense to to get it going, um, even a quarterback, Crocs quarterback had a good game, pretty decent game. He made some great throws, um, Sokola, and like they they looked at like a better team overall to me. So the Crocs definitely won that game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That D line was just better. I think <clears throat> for the Royals, they they had some early success, and their running game was successful when they had wide splits. Like when they had wide splits and they forced that D line to, you know, um, I, my English is getting so bad because I haven't been speaking it. But when when they forced the D lineman to declare, you know, declare which gap they're attacking and where they're trying to go, it made it easier for the running backs to see what gaps they wanted to attack, as well as made it easier for the lineman to know who to block. And I think once the game kept going, those splits shrunk down. Once those splits shrunk down. <laughs> It became, you know, mano y mano, and they they didn't have what it took to to beat that mm-hmm. defensive line. It's just not possible. Uh, one guy I want to throw out, um, a guy number two, Elijah Watson from the Senior Crocodiles. Hey man, you gonna be somebody in this league, buddy? 
because he was oh, out yeah. there. <laughs> and I, I don't know what the stats were. I, I have no idea. I don't care. All I know is that number two was hey, – he was catching my eye every play because he was getting back there or winning his battle and, and forcing things to happen. Like you said, the Crocodiles might have I, – I could I think I could safely say this season they have the best defensive line. It, it might be a little bit better than it was last year where I think they had the second yeah. best defensive line. So that's a really yeah. good thing for them going into, you know, trying to be Maple Bowl contenders or even favorites this year. Yeah, even 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 uh, Eric, I gotta get Eric some props too. I think I think Eric was a good addition for this defense. Um, in 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 the past teams he's played for, a, a lot of his role was was a lot of coverage, uh, uh, nickel back, some corner. Um, but being that you have a defensive line like they have, he can roam a lot. He came up with a punt block, um, for a touchdown. That was that was big. Um, and I think having a player like him. Um, who's a who's an active guy, also helps out a lot um, with that secondary too. So, um, shout out to Eric Irvin for the punt blocking he had too, man. They, yeah, was, the Crocs really, the Crocs put up thirty five points and probably could have had more. And that was, that's that's a good statement game for them. Yeah, I I want to talk about the Royals too because I feel like uh, what in my I don't know if I forget what our picks were, but you got number two versus number four seed here. If I'm not mistaken, did you have Crocs mm-hmm. at two? Um, or did you have him at three? Yeah, you probably had him at three. I had I had him at three, I think. Yeah, yeah. But we're looking at we we assumed that this was you know two playoff teams playing each other, but the Crocodiles kind of separated themselves from the Royals in this game. And I think for the Royals, it was just the Royals looked like a week one team. Like they yeah. weren't sure exactly what they wanted to get done. Swosti was killing it all game. But they weren't consistently giving him the ball on the drives. He was like yeah. making up for things on second and third down when they were behind the sticks that it wasn't expected. And then after he'd have a good play, they'd throw some pass or do some weird thing. And like their whole their offense, to me, it didn't have a lot of flow to it. Like when they when they did get Alpha involved in the offense, it felt like, oh, they're trying to force him the ball on the screen. They're trying to make sure he gets a jet sweep. Like he's running a jet sweep. Everybody knows how to stop a jet sweep. He's running a wide receiver screen. Everyone knows how to stop a wide receiver screen. Like they weren't putting him in any situations where he could make a difference that wasn't expected. It was one of those situations mm-hmm. where these are plays that, yeah, you're going to beat teams in Division One just because he's more talented than everyone on the defense. Crocodiles ain't every team in Division One. Like this is the Maple yeah. League. And it's not the same Maple League that um, Alpha played in a few years back where he was able to be better than everybody on defense. This defense, I mean, this is a European defense. This is a, a team that could play in Europe. This defense would do okay. They would not be get ran over, you know? So the Royals, they really came into the game kind of, in my opinion, kind of half-assing it. Like, they came in with – some some plan based on something I don't think they really understood what the level of competition was. I think that going forward they'll adjust. I mean they have to. They yeah. have to adjust. I, mean, I think they need some help also in in the receiving core besides Alpha. They don't really have much depth at the receiver um, yeah. position, and you've seen that. You've seen like it's really not a lot of options for Timothy. So I think yeah. Timothy will have to he'll have to do a lot more running, a lot more zone read or, or uh, with with Alpha. Um, some of those fake, some of those jet sweeps, 
they scored off of fake off of off the faking that um jet sweep too. So Timothy will have a lot on his hands right now. That's one thing I think that they did again, they didn't do enough of is you know, quarterback designed runs. Tim can move. Boy can yeah. move. And when it came to their offense, when he was throwing the ball, like you said, the receiver core isn't great. Uh, but shout out to to Amy Lindfors uh getting that that touchdown on that deep yeah. ball. That's my guy, mm. young guy, little guy. I think he's like 16, 17 years old, 17 years old, something like yeah, that. That was nice. But that was a good play for him. But the fact that that receiver, <clears throat> he's all of what five foot five playing. He's a he's the wide out opposite of Alpha on their offense. He's the wide out. And I mean, he's not a whore. I mean, he's a decent young prospect, but that is not the guy that needs to be your your number one or number two receiver. That's not the guy mm-hmm. you need opposite of Alpha, not to mention that he did do really good, though. Um, he, But that's not going to help them when they go forward. And even in this game, his one touchdown, that wasn't enough. Like, he caught a couple more passes, I think, but still it's just not going to be enough. And this team just needs to – they need to elevate if they want to continue to be a what we consider a playoff team in the Maple League. Uh, I had a couple notes here. Oh, <laughs> I want to do a little trash talking. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, defensive back number five, Thomas Anasiadis from the uh, Crocodiles. He was getting beat by that that teenager. He was getting beat by the number 18 all game. Mm. Now, he did catch the one touchdown, and that was pretty much it. The rest of it was him and the quarterback not being on the same page. But number 18 was getting open. And Thomas Anasiadis – I think that's an import from somewhere in Europe or something. I'm not sure, but he should be better than a teenager. So mm. Crocodiles might want to look at that because when they play against these other teams in the Maple League, their receivers are probably going to be better than what he's looking at from the Royals on that side. They're going to have better mm-hmm. receivers. So that's probably the only problem spot I've seen for the Crocodiles. But again, I'm going to throw in there is like what you said about Eric Irvin as well. Is That's a really good pickup for them because he's more of a ball hawk type of player instead of strictly coverage. So that's going to be really mm-hmm. good. They can mix up some things. They'll have to mix up some things if the number five can't guard anybody, though. Second game of the week was the Helsinki Wolverines versus the United Newland Crusaders. Uh, it was a one-sided <laughs> affair. Crusaders yes. had 35. Wolverines had six. Uh, let me let me talk about this one a little bit. I'm just gonna throw this right off the bat. Wolverines are done in the Maple League. Ugh, I feel bad for my <laughs> predictions. Uh, I wish I could take them back, but I can't. So I just leave them out there for now. But um, this game, uh, at first, I also need to make an apology. I said before the season that you know I didn't think that Rasmus Lalo was gonna be capable of being like a legitimate quarterback. I he wasn't bad. Yeah, now, he, he wasn't good or great, but a lot of what didn't go well for him wasn't like, oh, he's throwing it bad or making a bad read. I mean, he had a couple bad throws, but he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't any worse than what we saw the next day in Helsinki. Yeah. Those two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And but the problem that I did see was that he has no help. Like, even nice. if he was an import quarterback, they still would have lost 35 to 6 because he had no help. There was no one to give the ball to. Will Young is the only other 
like skilled player they have that can make plays. And they have him playing like a slot wingback. He blocked more than he ran routes in this game. So that's a waste of talent. And then your lead running back is Sabu, who, I mean, he's a underdeveloped running back. He's a younger guy, but that's not who you want running the ball. And it don't look exactly. like their offense even tried. It it doesn't look like they actively tried to do anything outside of delay the clock. Make it to the fourth quarter. That was the whole plan. And that's what I thought the plan was going to be for the whole season. But I also thought that they would have had something built in that could be successful. They didn't really have any success at all. Um, and one weird, weird thing that just kept pissing me off all game was they kept doing this play action play and having a right-handed quarterback roll left. How many times yeah. they have Rasmus roll left? <laughs> Knowing damn well he's not that athletic to be able to roll left and throw it, but then he roll left and there'd be nobody there. So what the hell is he supposed to do? He's just running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and it's not on the quarterback. It's on whoever's calling the plays that you're putting them in a bad position. So that's all I got to say about the Wolverines. I'll try not to talk about them no more, but damn. What was your thoughts on this game? Oh boy. Uh, like you said, they, they just don't have much um to work with. Uh are they done in the in, in the Mesa League? They still got a lot of football left. They got chances to to make some changes if they want to. Um, but what they came out with this game, um whew, they got a lot a lot of work to do. Um, like you said, the quarterback has he has progressed. Uh he's been around, he's learning. Um, but you want to try to give him some weapons to where the pressure isn't really on him. Like you said, Willow will have a lot of the load um coming in this next game. And you just want to find some stuff that 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 you can do and that you're good at and try to stick to that and try to move on from 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 that too, um, to find other ways to to get some points on the board. Um they didn't the Crusaders defense didn't just they're not just the greatest defense, you know what I'm saying? It's just they the Wolverines couldn't get anything going. And and it and it looked, you know, it looked like a messy game on both sides. Um, just unfortunately, UNC has has better athletes on their on their team. And at the end of the day, sometimes athletics will win just off of that. Like, and I think that's how that game went. Yeah, they won off for talent alone, man. But Seth Rowland played really good for UNC. I'm still excited about how well he played. They. <sighs> Definitely a different looking team than what we saw from USC last year. Yeah. A, a, a better, like they look more like a team. Can honestly say that looking at them, that it looks like it doesn't look like a, a group of random players together like what we saw last year. So that's definitely better than what I expected going into the season. And if they're able to keep this up, <clears throat> I'm on board to what you said before the season that this could be a playoff team. Yeah. Sanders yeah. could they easily be a playoff team. They 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 have you know one of the one of the best offensive coordinators around um, that's been around Robert Johnson. Uh, I know Rob. He'll 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 get he'll figure it out. Like they'll watch film. He's a big film guy, so they'll watch film today or tomorrow and and realize that they missed a lot. Um, that they could have put up more points. You have RJ. You got said. Uh, it really wasn't a hard game for them. It really wasn't a challenge for them. Uh, they just need the ball. And I think going into the, the next the rest of these games, you see where they're going to be an issue with with matchups because if you leave them one on one, they're probably going to win those matchup majority of the time. Yeah, and that 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 alone 
having that type of talent on your team will put you in some games. Even if your defense isn't that strong, it'll put them in some shootouts. And if you go in a shootout, you got a chance. You, if you can score points, you got a chance, and that's against anybody. So um, UNC definitely should should build off of this game. Um, they didn't get a real test uh, necessarily. Quarterback play obviously could be better. Um, I think he had first game jitters too. Um, but they do have something, and I think they can they can they can build on that and, and be a better team. Yeah, um, I agree, hundred percent. They, I mean, they have the talent, man. And I, it, I was surprised it took them so long <laughs> to start, you know, just throwing them deep balls on the one on one coverage. But I mean, again, Seth Rowland was enough that they were going to win in any way it went. Quarterback play was ample. Yeah, first week one, it is what it is. I think. Once they figure out what they want to do and how they want to distribute that ball, they're going to be a force to, to be reckoned with, is the phrase on offense, because it's it's too many options out there that can really hurt you. And even the quarterback, I think that he'll play much better going forward now that he understands what they're capable of, what works, what doesn't, as well as the offense coordinator, Rojo, like you said, knowing what his quarterback is capable of doing and putting them in the right situations so they can only get better from here. All right, so last game, Roosters versus Steelers. It came, somewhat came down to the end of it. Uh, Steelers won 35-27. Game of the week, which I I think it definitely was the game of the week. It actually worked out. It was probably the best game that we saw, even though it was also mm-hmm. the worst game we saw <laughs> <laughs> from some aspects. Uh, we got to throw out the – I mean, the elephant in the room is that the Roosters quarterback played horribly and kind of set them back. And we talked about that, you know, when we talked about um, key performances. So let's gloss over that. What else did you see in this one? Uh, what I've seen was uh, I definitely seen the D line play for the Roosters could be better. Um, number zero, can't think of his name at right this second, but Will Lytle or something like Will, that. Will, Will, yeah, Will, that's his name. Will, um, yeah. he was very active in there. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with, um, going into the season, though. He was definitely uh better than, than some of those old linemen. Uh, so I think the Roosters have a lot to build off of from this game, also. Um, but with a team like Corpio, you just cannot give them chances to stay in the game. And you got to finish those red zone drives. Um, your quarterback has to play better. He has to play better. I hope this isn't the the beginning of something bad. Um, <laughs> I'll just chalk it up to this This is a, the worst possibly start you could have to a season. But still be in the game. You know, so at the end of the day, the, the Roosters have that type of team where they can still be in the game. Um and their defense, you know, helped them out for the most part. Corpio couldn't just score back to back to back the whole game like they like we're used to seeing them doing, putting up those forty and fifty point games. So the Roosters did well in in, in keeping it in, in in reach. They adjusted in the second half. Um, the quarterback calmed down. He hit some, a lot of seam routes. He got a lot of one on one matchups that he hit, but he also missed a lot. He missed a lot. Some some of some balls were five six yards over the head. Like I was like. Maybe he's just shaking a little bit. I'm not sure his confidence. Got he was shot. incredibly inaccurate. He was incredibly yeah, inaccurate. Yeah. So <clears throat> they, you know, he got knocked the rest off and, and and get back to it the next game. It's early in the season still, but definitely 
Um, you don't you don't want to play that bad against the Corpio Steelers. That that's just what you can't do for your team because you will have to possibly see them again. So um hopefully, you know, they 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 watch some film and he gets better. When you say it like that, it actually sounds pretty good. You don't want to play that bad against the Corpio Steelers, but if you play that bad against the Steelers and y'all are still one touchdown away, it, yeah. you nowhere to go but up from here, right? Yeah. Um, if I mean using common sense, that's the best team you're gonna play all season, and you're one touchdown away, and you did not play anywhere near as good as you should. Yeah. That should give them all the confidence in the world that they're gonna be able to play at a, a very high level against everyone else in the Maple League. All they have to do is get a couple of things fixed and they're good to go. So that that's a that's a positive from a loss for the Roosters. But I, I do want to, you know, stay positive on them. Again, I think the quarterback play is probably the only negative, negative thing. But offensively, outside of that quarterback play, they were able to run the ball okay, not great. Um, when they needed to make pass plays later in the second half, they were able to make them. The plays were there. A lot of times the throw is all that was missing. You know, the receiver is mm-hmm. open. The ball just doesn't get to the right place. So they know what works and what doesn't work. And then their defense played really good. I'm, I was surprised on how well the defense held up. I know eventually, you know, Lee Anthony is going to get his yards. I don't care what you say. <laughs> we knew going into this game the Steelers were going to score at least 28 points. Like That's a given. But the fact that they were able to delay that for so long is a real credit to the Roosters' offense. I mean, defense, not their offense. Their defense for, you know, adjusting and forcing the Steelers to kind of work hard to get those points. So that's Mm -hmm. just – there's some good signs for the Roosters. But ultimately, this game was played – it was watered down. What was the score? 27-35? It should have been like 63-54. to Easy. Yeah. I believe both of these offenses were were capable of doing more and just didn't execute. Mm-hmm. Uh, no disrespect to the defenses. Defenses play tough, but again, offense is harder than defense. Offense, you have to execute. Defense, you have to create chaos. And chaos is easy to create when one team is throwing interceptions. Both teams are fumbling the ball. No, both teams could not hold on to the ball. Both teams threw interceptions. So both offenses were kind of letting their, the other defenses take advantage of them in this one. But I think the Steelers in this game is similar to their international game. The the Quabiel Steelers are going to be a really good team for a really long time because they are basically holding Ambro Johansson's hand through this season and saying, hey, yeah. we're going to let you do your thing. And even if you mess up, it's cool because we're still going to figure out a way to win the games. Yep. It's not going to yep. be as dominant or as pretty as what we've done in the past, but it's going to make him a better quarterback because he's going to have the experience and the reps. So um, instead of him, as I think someone else said when we did the interview, instead of him having to just hand off the football and then throw passes. So they have uh, Ambrose, you know, in a throw in motion, letting him throw the ball if he's in the rhythm of the offense instead of just run, 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 pass, run, 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 pass. It's kind of, you know, situational football. So he's learning and he's being able to, instead of a lot of teams, you know, you get practice reps and then in the game, you know, you do what you got to do. They're kind of using games as practices. 
because they're saying we're so good that we can practice against you and still win, which is what they did. They mm-hmm. you didn't see Leanthony Reason over getting a whole bunch of touches, but he still ended up with like 19 carries. They they let that work throughout the defense, throughout the offense and the flow of it, so that their young quarterback could develop. And I mean, for me personally, <laughs> it's some bull crap because I want to see dominance. <laughs> But for them as an organization, it's really impressive because they're able to do that against – this is probably one of the the better defenses they're going to go against as well. No disrespect to anybody, but there might be one other defense that's as good as the Roosters right now if you take away the the Steelers' defense. So they're they're not really going to have any trouble with a lot of teams in the Maple League, so they'll be able to bring Ambro along at the pace that they feel comfortable and Lee Anthony still gets three touchdowns. That's, that's just impressive. That's super impressive that they're able to do that in this game. And last thing I'm going to say is uh, Vinny McDonald is going to be the best wide receiver in the league this year. I know, I know, R.J. Long, Sid Johnson, blase, blase. <laughs> Vinny McDonald is going to be the best receiver in the league this year because it's it's unreal that all they have to do is throw this man the ball and he can take care of the rest. When they, they play these defenses, I don't see – I can't name a quarterback that's going to be able to guard him effectively yeah. in the Maple League. It's just a, a number situation. And he's on a team that a little bit different than what UNC has is that he's going to be able to get more reps most likely based on those matchups because they're, they're really only looking at two receivers on this team. Mm-hmm. And he's the number one. He's the import, so he's gonna get it, and that's what he's there for. So he'll get the reps. And I think he's. I mean, it was just kind of amazing. The first half they didn't give him the ball. Second half, every time they got him the ball, he got damn near twenty yards. All you have to do is give him the ball. So he's gonna be really good for the Maple League, and and good to finally have a receiver. You haven't had receivers last couple seasons. Yep. Outside of them old guys that you like to talk about. <laughs> but uh any any other last thoughts on the Steelers Roosters game? I think we went over it all. Yeah, I think we I think we pretty much hit them all. I mean, they they obviously still top teams, um, top four teams anyway. So a lot of football to be played, but definitely a good start to the season for the for Corpio. And the Roosters, you know, got something to to, to fix and, and build on. If you're listening to my voice, you're now part of the AFF community. But don't be shy about supporting us. Head over to our website and order some AFF swag. Get a t-shirt for this beautiful summer weather. Or a comfy hoodie you can rock all year long. And if you really want the drip, scoop up one of our limited edition snapback caps. Everything you need to represent the AFF community can be found on our website at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash merch. Okay, so we're here with Quopio Steelers running back Lee Anthony Reason over. Lee Anthony, welcome to the show, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. So we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about um you guys' last game um playing against Helsinki Roosters. You came away with the win 35-27. Actually, I'm gonna let Coach Q ask questions first because he he's very inquisitive. Q, what you got for him? <laughs> hey Lee Anthony, what's going on, man? I appreciate you uh coming on to the show, talking to us for a little bit. Um, I guess my 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 first question is, what is it about uh 
Corpio, for one, this ain't about the last game, but what is it about Corpio that's that's making you keep coming back there? Oh man, I mean, I mean, just came, just come from where I come from. They gave me an opportunity. You know, uh, I wasn't a, looked at as a professional athlete at the crib until Pekka called and reached out to me. So when they gave me that platform to come here and showcase my skills, uh, being a, winning the championship the first year, uh, now it, I didn't have I didn't have some of the accolades after the first year. I felt like I deserved what I wanted. So that second that second year around, came back for a little bit more, wanted everything on the plate. Uh, team just had, doing what we did last year, 14-0, and 0, perfect season. Guys start to, to feel away. We hear your words. You motivated us. So <laughs> we, 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 see, we see all that. And then just, uh, just having another opportunity, them, uh, them welcoming me back with open arm once again. Uh, I, I didn't feel like that door was closed yet. So Copio is a great play for me, man. I appreciate everything they do for me. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. It's always a, it's always been a good city, man. Definitely a good city. Now a, a good football team, good organization. I don't know if you know, but I I played against Pekka when I was uh yeah. yeah he was a, he was a he was a baller too. Like I ain't gonna take it away from him. Like he was he was a finish like a real good football player. But uh, my second question is, um, this season right here, what 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 kind of have you noticed, um, about your team? Um, that that maybe you didn't see last in the last year, um, something a different dynamic this year that maybe can help you, um, get to you know the the, the end goal. I mean, it, it's a new team, it's a new dynamic. Uh, I mean, you're just starting with a new quarterback, you're starting with a new whole group of imports. Uh, still having that same local group of guys, it, it, it's different. It's a new team, so you know we're not just the champions because we was the champions. You know what I'm saying? We're not at just at mm -hmm. the top and thinking ain't nobody coming for us. We see everybody working. We know we working. We know we hungry too. So we just ain't at the top, just wanting to be there. Like now we trying to retire. We trying to get better in this team. We got to create our own and we got to create our own, you know, dynasty and what we want to be. So that's just, a, that's just what this, this team is meant on and just kind of finding our own selves and, you know what I'm saying? Being the best we can be, being the best Corpio sales team for this year. So for sure. Okay. And uh, with, with that being said, uh, a lot of times these a lot of times the Finnish organizations and Finnish teams, they don't usually go with Finnish quarterbacks. Um being that that they did decide to do that, I mean they have you. Obviously everybody knows what, what you do. Um, but do you look at that as like, okay, I mean, not saying you don't have confidence in it, but do you look at it as like maybe it'll be a little more work for me? Um, because I feel like watching you over this last year or so. I still don't feel like I've seen you go a hundred percent. Like I like I still like I can tell when a running back is like really like really really going and running hard. Like I think you still like gave us everything that you really got. Not saying that you don't play hard, but I'm just saying I don't think we've seen you really really give it all uh, to a team yet. So do you think like this year that you'll have more of the workload? Uh, I mean. I think to answer the first part of that question is kind of the testament to who that that finished quarterback is. I don't think Ambrose just a, you know a, a finished kid walking around here. That that kid got some toughness, man. He got some leadership skills that that's in a lot of these vets that I've been around. You know what I'm saying? He don't got mm -hmm. the mindset of hey I'm 20. He got the mindset of hey I'm a starting quarterback. I can get the job done. I believe in myself. Y'all believe in me. So just giving him that push that that kind of gives me that confidence to kind of be like, no, nah, I don't got to take that, you know, that that type of workload. Mm -hmm. I know what I can do when that ball get in my hand, but I believe in that guy, you know what I'm saying? The receiving core that mm -hmm. we have, they believe in him. So, I mean, when, when we got belief in the air, when everybody see that, no, nah, we, don't, we don't have to take more of a workload for him to do his job. We all kind of could just do our thing. I think it makes it easy for all of us. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. 
Well, that's all I had, Purvis. Yeah, I don't care yeah. about none of that. So, all right. You know, I'm, 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 yeah. What's man. up? You What's gotta up? stop picking against us, man. I mean, yeah, that, that, it's motivation, but I'll be sitting there like, "Hey, I know Coach Q's gonna give us a surprise." <laughs> I like, will say what I said earlier. You know, Q's a hater. That's what that hey, is. Man. This man's man, a look, hater. No, man, I'm, I'm just a. I'm, I'm be speaking when I speak. I speak from from a coach's point of view, not a player's point of view, a coach's point of view. If I if I'm if I'm a defensive coordinator. And I'm playing against y'all, and y'all do have a 20 year old finished quarterback. I think my chances are, you know, like, like I, I'm gonna prepare for you totally different than what maybe the Roosters do or the Crocs do. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting that pressure on him. I don't care. I'm putting four in the box. I'm, I'm, I'm making you. I'm making. I'm making Ambrose throw the ball. I'm making him throw 40 passes a game. Like that's just me. So I'm going into it as like, all right. I'm hoping the Roosters. Think the same way that I'm thinking. Like, all right, hey, we got we got to stop we got to stop him or at least try to contain him, you know. But a lot of times I just I pick against y'all because it, it's good, man. You know, like somebody got. Yeah, you, I can't be. Uh, I'm not one of them guys that's easily impressed either, though. You got to remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we get um, that respect. We take it for sure, for sure. Yeah, I just want to throw this yeah. this little tidbit out there. I'm at the game with um, Edu Vestadu, and he played for Q. And he asking me, like, you know, how is Coach Q doing? And he like, the one thing that really stands out to me when I'm thinking about uh, Coach Floyd is I remember anytime we were in practice and we would mess up, he would stop us and we'd go do gassers. And he was Gashes, like, oh, play. And he was like that, that mentality, <laughs> like, he was like, that's that American mentality that is on a whole nother level. And Q bring that with him no matter what he's doing. And yeah, even when sure. he's talking like, and analyzing these teams, I'm I'm very laid back and I'm comparing everybody to, you know, Europe and Finnish standards. Q is going to compare everyone to what he he believes to be the standard of what is good and what is not. And so in that aspect, you're never going to be able to really impress this guy. He sets a high standard. He sets a real high standard. Yeah, I, I, I do. I've seen a lot of imports. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of football in Finland. So, uh, you know, I was around with Rojo. It said Cedric Johnson was like really, really in a prime. Like you know, I seen a lot of good football there, but uh, I I do respect. You know, what I'm saying I respect y'all team. I respect y'all organization. You know, what I'm saying I'm always looking for for that dominant. You know, I like seeing dominant football. I like seeing yeah. it. So if I feel like oh, this ain't you know like that, I, I'm gonna say it. You know what I'm saying? But at, at the same time, it makes for good good content. Is is good debate. You know, it, it's, it's, it's what we do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just be really looking forward to the to, to talking about football with y'all, man. So it, it's fun watching, you know what I'm saying? Definitely fun watching you play. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've seen a lot of running backs come through there. But literally, you the first one who I've seen that's like, man, I don't even think this dude really like trying hard like that. Like, <laughs> he like, he, I think you got so much more in you that to, to show us, but it's just like, I don't have to yet. You know what I'm saying? So. I respect you though, and, and your organization. Anytime you see this dude, you see this dude, Aliyah, the reason over, break eight tackles, juke six people, start <laughs> running, and then he he looks at the sideline and he's like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna do the next play," and then he'll just like slide out of bounds, and you can see the look yeah. on his face, like, "Oh, I gotta do this again." When he scores a touchdown, this last game, this dude walks off thirty some yards, outruns the defense. Walks one yard past the end zone, cuts off to the corner, hands the ball off to a referee, and get off the field. Like he, like he's like it wasn't nothing though. Yeah, like it's like bad. it was nothing. Yeah, like all right, it's, it's going to go home. Make this trip back home. 
But let's, let's talk about this actual game that just played. You guys just played against the Roosters. I have a couple questions about the game. Just kind of follow up on it. You know, first first question is: Did you notice the the difference in the environment of the Roosters compared to when y'all played them before? I've I've been to a few games against you guys 100%. playing in Helsinki, and this was 100%. different. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It felt like. Uh, I'll say since the, all the years I've been here, that crocodiles, that crocodiles game we played later, later in the season last year at the Crocs, we couldn't even hear each other on the sideline. Like it was so loud to where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling now I'm feeling kind of that football environment. Like, okay, yeah, everybody yeah. here involved. You know what I'm saying? They're not just watching. They they screaming, they cheering, third downs, just getting real loud. I felt that atmosphere yesterday. Like when you heard the horns and all that, like I'm like, oh yeah, they into it. They believe. Ah, uh, yeah, that turned up. You know that 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 creates more exciting players. That that creates more because everybody like they wait for that big moment. So for sure, it was it was interesting because it, it kind of felt like they were, excuse me, uh, you know, copying the Copio environment that you're accustomed to. Yeah. But I've I've been to a lot of games in Helsinki for the Roosters. And I've never seen the crowd get like that. I had my daughter with me. She got to wear headphones because it was just loud. We had to, we actually moved seats because we were by the horns. And it was exciting to see because it meant the game meant something, you know. They yeah. weren't just taken for granted. You know, it was just another Maple Leaf game. They wanted y'all. They wanted y'all bad. And even with that, did you notice, was there something about the way that the Roosters played their defense that uh, made you made you guys – Feel more comfortable with the pass game than you know running just handing off, handing off, handing off. Because I noticed that they did have a little bit different front. It looked like they had a five man front a lot of times to kind of yeah. discourage you guys. Is that something that, that you guys you know adjusted to on the fly, or did you kind of expect that? I mean, we knew they changed it. We know they 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 changed their fronts a lot. Uh, they can run many different fronts uh, in the same series. Uh, and then of course uh, with our with our running attack, they can they gonna bring some of those guys off the edge. Bring a rover, bring a Sam. They gonna bring that nickel down. So it just created us to kind of go, uh, just creating RPOs and kind of forcing them to kind of spread out that box. If they, if y'all want to keep trying to play this hand, we are gonna play another one. So we just kind of had to play at the uh, at the cards they gave us and just and just executed that game plan. Now let me ask you about this. Also, you guys were up fourteen zero at half, but sure. they had a like four or five turnovers in the first half. Um. You guys didn't capitalize on all those turnovers. Uh, how did that make you feel? You know, going into the locker room, only being up by two touchdowns when you guys easily could have been up by four or five. I mean, we just we. I mean, we knew we left some plays out there. Uh, we. I mean, this mentality you you chalk it up to a, a game. Just to, you get the little game one. You get to say, "Oh, that was the first game we made those mistakes." You get to say those type of things. But going back on film, we seeing where we shot ourselves in the foot, seeing where we made those mistakes, and. Just kind of clean that up and, and move forward with it. We don't be trying to down ourselves too much, but we we definitely was aware of that for sure. And in the second half of the game, you know, you guys got up by about two touchdowns at one point, and then ultimately won by one. And it never really looked like the Roosters were gonna, you know, overtake you. But there was a situation. Was it an onside kick or a fumble or something happened where I think the Roosters scored and they got the ball right back. And it was like a little bit of a shift of momentum. And at that point, you're not you're not involved in the game because you play offense and your defense is on the field. What was your uh, impression of how your defense played that second half to you know maintain the lead a lot of times for you guys? Oh man, the the whole game. You you, you talk about what happened in the first half. Uh, it being just 14-0, we left points out there. That defense saved us. 
miniseries, creating turnovers, mini um, from the first almost every series, it felt like hey, D got us. It was on us on offense. Hey man, we gotta put it in. We gotta get this, we gotta extend this lead. Second half, and now we now they score. We don't we're not doing our job offensively, we're not clicking and rolling how we want to. Defense, hey, now we need now we really, really need y'all. You know what I'm saying? Those guys coming through. Getting stopped, big third downs. You know uh, that first game we played in Stockholm, we were, we was pen we had a lot of penalties. This game, getting off the field on third down, forcing them to punt on some of those situations, creating turnovers when we really need them. So, and that defense, man, hey, they they came together, played a great team defense yesterday, man. We were saying that from the first first series when Yako got the pick, we like, oh yeah, like when they drove that field, we seen how they offense gonna roll. When, when we get that pick, we kind of seen it like, oh hey. Okay, yeah, this that team performance. That's what we wanted to see out of each other. You know what I'm saying? We in practice every week going against each other, but kind of see it like, okay, yeah, oh yeah, that's paying off. Yeah, we doing our thing. We rolling now. So yeah, man, just kudos to those guys, man. They they played a hard second half, played a whole full game of just tough defense, man, for sure. But um, I just want to make sure though, y'all didn't let Achilles Leroy make it for making that fumble though. Y'all didn't let him just you know shake that off. Uh, nah, tell me y'all nah, messed with him a little bit because when nah, they I had, had it, all I had to nah, do was run. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he don't get to live that down. We on, we was just on the night a couple hours ago. We was just with him. He gets, we do the little shady, crazy work. I'm like, nah, shady wanna did that one. You <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, shady wanna did that one. No, that's my boy though, man. I mean, we hold on to that ball, man, and make that play the next time. But yeah, he definitely got to hear about that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, last thing is, uh, next week you guys have you got the Wolverines. Uh, just one question about this game coming up. You know. Everyone saw their, their first game and your first game, tell the different cities. Uh, what's one thing you guys have to work on next week against that team to make sure that, you know, it's not one of them trap games and you, you know, slip up? Uh, I mean, uh, it's the leadership from all our guys, man. We take none lightly. We take no game lightly. We we don't we don't care what we've seen on film. When teams play us, they they bring that A game. They don't, we don't really see who we – we watch a team on film and we have this feeling – it's not when we see them. They, they, that guy that was dropping that, he catching that on us for some. You know what I'm saying? So we're not <laughs> taking, we're not taking, you know what I'm saying? We're not taking, we're not taking them lightly. I, I mean, we they they're a Maple League team. They got Maple League players. Uh, we see Will Young out there. They got reels on, on at linebacker. Willie Lindos. We see all those guys, man. So just studying their schemes. So we have to do to, to exactly what you said. Not be trapped and just execute our game plan and you know, do what we do. All right. So you, so so you basically saying you got off next week. If I'm the head coach, you got on slacks next week. If I'm the head coach, no, you got on slacks let, next we week. We're going to let you say that. We're going to let you say that for us. We're going to let you rest, man. That's all. I ain't look a little rest. I ain't saying, I ain't saying, that, I ain't saying that they they sorry or nothing like that. But I am. You like hey, like hey, you said, I like am. you said. Like I'm you say, they, they people show up though. People show up. You know, you got Will. You know, Will could take a kickoff back. He can. He can break. You know, you just never know what might happen. So, you know, well, it's man. just the, the quarterback play. I know y'all ain't really. You can't. It's hard to watch film on teams that play that that messy of a game. So it's hard to watch film and really get a grasp of like what they do yeah. and what they can. You know, so. Yeah. But yeah, it still should be an interesting game anyway for the first drive. Yeah. That that's all I got for you, Lee Anthony. Q, did you have anything else you wanted to ask before you let him get out of here? No, no, that's it. Guess what? I picked y'all to win next week, man. So, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. 
For sure, man. We definitely appreciate it. Definitely got to win against one Helsinki team. But, uh, Anthony, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, Best of luck for the rest of the season and, of course, this next upcoming game. Uh, Any last things anybody want to shout out to? Anything before you get out of here? Oh, man. I mean, hey, shout out to the Corpio Steelers, man. Shout out to Coach Q for picking against us, man. It's a few dollars. No, man. But no, man, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I definitely appreciate it. So. American football in Finland.